Welcome to Smart Businesses Do This, where we help you increase your revenue without sacrificing time with the people you loved. Today, we're gonna to talk about how to leverage the power of LinkedIn. And I am telling you, as somebody who travels the world, speaks internationally on stages, and I hear people that are supposedly LinkedIn experts, I have only ever heard people share a worse version of what Josh developed and instigated and introduced to the market. This is the rule of first, Joshua Lee was first, and he was so incredible. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. Now, this episode of our podcast is brought to you by upsells.com, which is a done-for-you marketing strategy, offer creation, and email company where we literally increase your revenue and take none of the profit. So if you're interested in that, go check out upsells.com. But first that, Joshua Lee. What's up, my friend? Good to see you. Dude. Um, a lot of the people here do not know who you are. And I find, and we spoke about this earlier, the power of authority. And one of the best ways to get authority is just to talk about some of the clients that would vouch for you. Um, I don't know if any of them would know some names, but could you maybe share, I don't know, five names of people that maybe they've heard of? Yeah, um, you know, I've worked with a lot of different people across the globe. Um, we've got people like Dan Sullivan, Street Coach, Joe Polish, Genius Network. Um, John Maxwell, Tony Robbins, um, just a few, I, again, MySpace in the past, we're with Google, Yahoo. Um, on the, the corporate side, we've worked with companies like Gartner, MySpace. I mean, I mean, here's what I love about this. I, I know most of you have never heard of any of these small, tiny little companies, but um, <clears throat> what's great is if you've ever tried to reach out to those companies or people on LinkedIn, and you were communicating with them, what you didn't know is you were actually communicating with Josh. So many of you have probably already had a conversation with Josh and you just didn't know it. And you know, Joe Polish really does appreciate everything you have to say, um, but just Josh handles the, the messages. Now, um, this guy is a wizard at leveraging LinkedIn and teaching not just the theory about how to do it, but the actual technical step-by-step know-how. Now I, and not a LinkedIn expert. Everything I've learned about LinkedIn, I've learned from listening to this guy. So this podcast is gonna be very different to anything you guys have ever seen, because I am gonna sit down, shut up. And I haven't spoken to Josh about LinkedIn in a while, so I'm sure things have changed. Josh, if there was somebody out there that maybe was like, you know what, I really wish I could get some more sales. What am I missing out by not being on LinkedIn and what should I be doing? What would you say to them? You know, one of the biggest things that I think most people miss out on yeah, on LinkedIn specifically is how you're showing up, right? Most people go on LinkedIn and they build out their platform, their profile, like they're looking for a job. If you're looking for sales, do you want your resume out there? Or do you want to actually tell your career journey, your career story, right? Being able to go through, that's the biggest thing I think most people miss out on. Because if you're going to build a lighthouse, right? And you want everyone to be able to see you from far and wide to be able to call them in. Well, if you don't build that foundation that that lighthouse is built on first, the thing's going to fall over at the first tidal wave, right? So you have to be able to build your foundation. I think that's the biggest piece 
that everyone continues to be able to miss out on is they like, oh yeah, I got a LinkedIn profile and I look at it and sometimes it's a picture from them like 10 years ago. And you know, they haven't updated, like I don't get anything, I'm going through. So Adam, that's the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you've got to start with a profile and then there's, there's multiple other aspects, but I mean, like before we go anything with any client, it's an overhaul of how they're showing up, you know, really on the human side, right? Like, I don't, I don't want you to talk at someone. I want you to talk with them and be able to share that story. So I, I love this. I'm going to draw an analogy from my years of dating. Um, dating profiles encourage you to sell yourself. Everything you'll see in the profile is tell them about yourself. What things do you like doing? And we know that if you really want success in dating, you have to flip and rearrange what is being asked of you into what you're looking for. Because people are actually far more likely to engage with somebody who writes what they're looking for versus selling themselves. Because when you sell themselves, people are like, I don't really like that flavor, I'm moving on. But when you say, I'm looking for somebody who matches this criteria, they go, I match that criteria, we might get on. And it is such a change of pace. And we know the success rate is a 5X different with online dating, 5X. 5X the matches, 5X the engagement, it's completely different. What Josh is saying, I'm making an analogy for this, is your LinkedIn is designed to teach you to put your resume online. Your job is to tweak it and to actually put up the story of your successes, how awesome you are, your journey as a, an entrepreneur and as a business owner, and testimonials of things you've done on behalf of clients that have worked with you. So they look at that and go, I want that. Not, oh, you're accomplished, but I want you to do that for me. I want you to help me do that. And that turns from a reach out marketing strategy to an attraction strategy where they're like, I want that same result. All right, so. Dude, hold on, I, I, gotta, I gotta stop there because I mean, what you were just saying on the dating aspect, I mean, that's like, this is that whole piece, Adam, like the human algorithm. Like people are always worrying about the LinkedIn algorithm, the Facebook algorithm, the Instagram algorithm. Do those change every couple of months, how sometimes every couple of hours, right? Yeah. And so once you actually understand that human algorithm, that commonality, like you're talking about, like Adam's saying, this is where that connection, because people look for commonalities. Mm -hmm. They bind by commonalities. If you're not putting those things out there, being able to go in, they're going to go in like, oh, Adam, you're a dad? Me too. I bet we're going to connect a lot better based on achieving X on the story you're going into. And so like when you're talking about those things, like one of those things, like your, your profile title, right? Just like a dating. I mean, I used to have a good friend of our Ian Stanley. Yep. And he kind of tweaked, you know, back after, you know, years ago when I was dated and stuff like that, tweaked my profile. And it was the whole title going through. That's the same thing with LinkedIn. We don't want to just put on there. I'm the CEO of it's I help X to achieve Y so they can have Z. I help X identifying your ideal audience, like who you're talking to, polarizing the people you don't want to, to achieve Y, right? Um, that's the service that you provide, right? And this is where most people sell on the service and no one cares about how you make the, the pancakes or whatever you want to be able to call it and to do, to have, right? To have Z. This is the real reason, the emotional trigger that people want to be able to work with you. I, I got to deal with this right now because this is so good. There was something he said, and this is why I fucking love this guy. Um, the pancake analogy. I can't tell you how many times I hear a company or a business owner tell me, I'm trying to sell my services and it isn't working. They ask me how I achieve the result. I tell them and then they're not interested. Can you imagine you refer somebody and you go, this is the best pancake house ever. They are the tastiest, bluffiest, 
I swear to God, life-changing pancakes I've ever had. And then your friend says, huh, I'm not going to go there. You should tell me how they make them. Tell me how it's done. Then maybe I'll go. No, they won't. They're going to try and duplicate it themselves. They're never going to go. The instant response to that immediately should be, are you a dumbass? <laughs> like, dude, no, we're going to go and have them. Don't ruin the magic. Don't ask to see behind the curtain. Let's get this done. Do you want the best pancakes you've ever had in your life? Not unless I know how it's done. Are you the same with a car? Like, you're like, I will not buy a car unless I see the, the, the owner's manual of how to build it and I try and build it myself. That's so dumb. Like, you're not the person I want to work with. It's the person who's like, heck yeah, I want to have the best pancakes ever. I do want that. And you go, dude, I will handhold you. Let's go. That one piece of sales advice that you just got is as valuable, I suspect, as everything else you're about to learn on LinkedIn, which is also ridiculously valuable. So I just wanted to really make a point about that and say, hey, understand this. Your job is not to explain how you get from A to B, is just to clarify very clearly, I will get you to B. And then the next piece, which is even better, it's like that gives you. Because once I get the result, what we call this um, in offer creation is what is the benefit of the benefit? So if you give me more revenue, what does that give me? The more revenue lets me do what? Does it give me more confidence to make a new hire? Does it give me more freedom? Uh, you know, even in this podcast, we tell people, we help you increase your revenue without sacrificing time with your loved ones. That's a key component. You're gonna get more money, but you're not gonna have to work hard to get it. And that's one of the key components because we're all about efficiency. We wanna give you systems and processes and tools that you can follow and duplicate, and it makes your life easier. You work less, you make more. Have time, go do what you want. Now, if you wanna put that time into work, cool. If you wanna put it in spending more time with your kids, also cool. So I love that. I love that that's in there. And so can you imagine someone goes to your LinkedIn and they see that. Holy crap. I want that final benefit. I want more time with my kids. I got to listen to this guy. I got to hear exactly what this guy's saying. Now, um, I do want to share something that I think you might find funny. I, um, I got invited to speak to the top 1% of performing realtors in America. Wow. So these are the realtors that actually make money. And I was brought into a room and uh, I had to come up with a talk. And I was like, what do you tell the best salespeople in America, right? Like that's, I mean, real estate's hard. If you're a, a like most real estate people never make money. The top one- Now more than ever. Right. And the top 1%, it's like, these guys are crushing it. Like one of them's got like 60 agents under him and just, just killing it. And so I said to them, how many of you have started social media and a whole bunch raised their hand? I was like, and how, bunch, how many of you are using TikTok? And a whole bunch raised their hand. I was like, how many of you have noticed that the silly videos you make of you dancing or miming along with a song get you the most engagement? They were laughing, oh yeah, that's totally us. I was like, I'm just gonna show you a statistic. And I brought up the average age of a user on TikTok and it's like <laughs> 11 to 14. And I was like, I just wanna know as a top 1% performer, is this been your secret? Is it that 11 to 14 year olds have yet to buy their first property and you guys are selling to them? And they're like, right, yeah, and they're like, well, no, I haven't really made a sale. And that's where everyone has to be, Adam. We have to be on TikTok. Or right. You hear this all the time. And so I, I then went through the profiles of all the major platforms. Like YouTube is 16 to 21. And then you go to Facebook. Facebook's actually pretty interesting. Facebook's like 40 to 44, which makes it the better of the platforms if you're trying to target people with money. But you know the one that's better than that? the one that actually fits the number one demographic of almost every major business owner that will be your type A client will be someone who earns a minimum of six figures, 
someone who is motivated, career-driven, and someone who actually understands value and is willing to pay for it. And we find them, that's right, on Snapchat. No. <laughs> on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, like, well, you know, Adam, you talk about this stuff, right? I mean, like, I could go through and be like, you know, here are the average salaries. The average salary on LinkedIn, the last I checked, was almost $120,000 a year. So when you look at the other platforms, that's about almost double what some of the other top platforms average salary. And if it's the average is 120, I mean, like we know the law of averages. So, I mean, you know, it's- Except Ryan's toy review totally ruins it because he's like <laughs> 15. No, I'm joking. But that's true, right? The people with the money, the people that can actually hire you for your services or bring you in to consult for their company, they're on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I wanted to make this really clear in case you're thinking, you know what, I'm just gonna check my social media and ignore this guy. Um, you're wrong because this is the one guy to listen to. And I'm telling you, there is no better authority than the person that MySpace, Google, Joe Polish, Tony Robbins go to for their help. I, I don't care how many LinkedIn people you've helped, you do not have the best in the world coming to you. And that's how you know you have pure authority. And so I brought this guy in because he lives in Austin. He's a good friend of mine. And I was like, let me give you guys something to really blow you away. So you've tidied up your profile. You've understood you need to make it more like a dating profile. I'm joking, not really, but, but really. Uh, but really, you're 100% correct. I mean, it needs, it has to have a human element. I mean, right. people miss that all the time. If you look at my profile, you know, you will see things about my kids. People forget about those human elements. They just talk about all their business stuff. So I, I, I like this. This is actually really key. And I know this is secretly one of the key things. I've spoke to, to Josh about this before. The content that does best on LinkedIn, tell me if this is still true, is family content. It is, and the, the, what's crazy, this last year, this is what's gonna blow, the, the best posts that do well, selfies. <laughs> Selfie posts, because guess what? They wanna see the real you, they want real and raw, right? What happens when you see overproduced? What do we think? We're about to get pitched, it's commercial. This is the human algorithm, right? I've, I've watched over the last 20 years being in social media, we like, oh, cool, we don't know what that is. I'm gonna click on it. And then finally we go, oh, we know what that is. Oh, I'm gonna pass that. Who still clicks on the first top two results on Google? Nobody, because we know they're sponsored, they're paid for, right? And so this is what happens. But when that first came out, we all clicked on those things. So, I mean, these are the things that I want people to think about when you're actually building these profiles and posting your content, how are you showing up? And I mean, we'll, we'll go through my way to be able to post whenever you read it. I would love that. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. So what do you, what do, you do? So look, I mean, we all talk about being able to, to post content, right? I mean, content's king. I, I'm gonna say it's not, I'm gonna tell you all right now, content's not king anymore. I mean, because who here, like Adam, okay. I mean, I, I know you're out here in Bastrop, running around, shooting arrows, running through the forest. Pretty much all I have a day. You know, all the time with the kids. But- How's she gonna get breakfast? You know. <laughs> like, let's say you and Eva, you're hanging out on Friday night, watch some TV. Like, how many times have you ever been like, man, there's nothing to watch? Okay. Honestly? Could be we're asking the wrong person. <clears throat> you're asking the wrong person. But <laughs> I will tell you this. Of all the things that we do wanna watch, it's hard to pick one and I, I made this comment the other day. I was like, I remember when we only had four channels. Right. And it was easier to choose. Right. And now I can watch anything. And I bought every subscription to absolutely everything. So I can watch everything. And I just sit there and go, there's nothing. But that's the thing. <laughs> like content's not king where there's too much of it. You know, we've been taught over the years, like just keep on posting, putting out content. So content's not king where there's so much of it. We have so much access to it. Quality is queen. 
right? Quality content, being able to put that out there, that's what people are looking for. So like, how do we actually create that, that it adds value? How do we educate, inspire, and draw us in? How do we evoke an emotion? And I mean, this is the biggest thing. Like he, you touched on this earlier, Adam, which is, you know, people making decisions, how they go in. As human beings, and you, you hear me say the human algorithm a lot, because I think that's the one thing that really matters as you continue to be able to go in, because as you understand humans, it doesn't matter the platform, it doesn't matter, it just evolves over time, it doesn't change, right? And so as human beings, we make decisions emotionally. We make a decisions on some degree of love or hate. We do not make decisions based on being indifferent towards something. And this is the problem in today's world. We all put out so much content that we're like, we don't wanna, I don't wanna upset anyone. I don't wanna be too polarizing. So it's just indifferent content. And so no one engages on it. I, I love that. And you guys, you remember, right? Quality is queen, which I think is beautiful. And we all know who runs the world. Girls, there was a song about it, who runs the world. That's <laughs> right, we know this. Uh, but genuinely, and I think this is actually really key that many guys might miss, is with social media, the word social, social is an emotional algorithm, not a logical algorithm. And I think the reason a lot of business owners fail on social media is they try to build a logical solution to the algorithm and fail. Because every time somebody cracks the algorithm, the algorithm gets annoyed because you are killing the human empathic emotional experience. And it's no surprise that the most successful people on social media are women, because they get it. They understand the importance of engagement. They understand the importance of developing with your audience and actually being heard and hearing them. And that's such a powerful tool. So yeah, I, I love that. So again, so we're talking about it. The quality of the content you post on LinkedIn actually matters. And likewise, if if TikTok is casting a net onto a whole bunch of children and hoping that you catch that one person that you know, is willing to spend a lot of money or, or do whatever it is you want to do, LinkedIn is sniper rifle targeting and shooting, aiming specifically at the exact person you want to hit. And you do not want them to see a bunch of shit that you created. You want them to see something of real quality. I love that. And I mean, this is the whole thing, everyone. I mean, I, I want you to understand that four to five people on LinkedIn are business decision makers. You know, over 50% of the users on LinkedIn have a college degree or higher. So are an educated audience that have the money to make the decision and can make the decision. So how are you gonna get in front of them? How are you gonna go through? So when we're creating content, there's two ways to be able to look at that. The way I like it, I mean, like everyone talks about the 80-20, right? Well, I look at the 10-20-70 rule of content. You've heard me talk. I have to go for it. It's good. All right. So 10, 20, 70 rule of content, right? So when you're creating content, 10% of your content needs to be personal. Human beings connect with other human beings, right? You have to be able to actually build this, this bridge. Like you can't go in. Now, don't get me wrong. This isn't Facebook, right? I don't need to know when your kids are going to school, but I need to know you have them, right? This is that whole, the kind of mentality I always call it my door to couch mentality. Because if, you know, I was walking up to Adam's door, knocking on the door. I'm like, hey, I'm Josh. I've got this pen to sell ya. I mean, how post-COVID too, most of y'all are closing the door on me before I've even got my name out of my mouth, right? But if Adam and I are sitting on the couch, we're hanging out because there's some commonality, right? That personal connection. And I'm like, Adam, dude, check out this new pen. Guess what? I, I don't have to do anything. He's going to probably take it from me. Like, dude, awesome. Why'd you buy it? 
right? He's asking me the question. So 10% of your content needs to be personal. 20% of your content needs to be around your company, but not how you can help someone, how you've helped someone. This is huge because we all see those people, I'm going to help you make seven figures or I'm going to teach you how to be able to lose 100 pounds, whatever it might be. No one cares. I don't need you standing next to a fake Ferrari, you know, telling me how you're going to make these seven figures. Show me how you've helped someone else, right? I want to add on this. Just imagine. Imagine that you receive a cold DM from somebody and they say, I can increase your revenue by 100 grand a month. You're going to be like, see you later. Yeah. Now imagine that somebody sends you a video of them standing next to me. And they go, I'm, I'm there and they stand next to me and they go, hey, um, I'm hanging out with your boy, Adam. And he told me to send you a message. I'm like, that's right. And he goes, listen, um, we've recently come on board with Adam's company and we helped him increase his revenue by an extra $100,000 a month. Now, Adam's politely requested that we don't broadcast this on the internet because he doesn't want anyone to know that he brought us in to help. In exchange, he said he was down to film this little video with me and that I can reach out to his network and just show how we did it over a free consultation where we explain what we did for Adam to see if you'd be interested. Now, I didn't want Adam to go and do this to me because Adam's far too important to do sales. Isn't that right, Adam? I'm like, absolutely. And he goes, so um, I'm doing the reach out myself, but I just wanted to make the video with Adam so you knew that this was real and that I actually did this. And I go, yep, he actually did it. And he goes, and if you're interested in that free consultation, by the way, we normally charge $500 for this consultation. Because you're a friend of Adam's, I am giving it to you for free. I'll break down what we did and see if we can help you too. How many of you respond to that guy? I would respond to that. Right? Yeah. Right? So why aren't any of you using that for sales? Why aren't, what? Why aren't any of you doing that already? Because you hadn't heard this guy, which is the point that I was making. Because we happen to have mutual. You'd be amazed at how many mutual opportunities. We'll talk about this in a second, how to be able to build, make sure you never have a cold outreach. Any customer you've ever sold to, is someone you could do a Zoom with, just the two of you right now, and you could do that, and then reach out to their entire network with that video, one by one by one, every single one of them. This will be one of the fastest referral strategies you could ever do, and even if you've only had 10 customers, that will probably open you up to a few thousand very responsive leads, as long as the results were real and guaranteed, so. 100%, I mean, that's that whole piece, right? I that's what people want to see, right? We, we kind of go through this whole aspect, Adam, and I, I love that analogy being able to go through because that's what people want. They want someone else to vouch. Your name in someone else's mouth is more important and power, more powerful than your own name coming out of your own mouth. If I was sitting up here going, hey, look at me, I'm gonna... No, Adam was like, hey, listen to Josh, this is what's going on. And so that's that same concept. You want to be able to go in. And it's like when you're doing your content, think of the same thing. Everyone goes, oh, I hate LinkedIn. It's a whole bunch of people uh, pitching all the time then be different. That's why you can stand out. That's why you can shine. And the biggest thing I want you to be able to do is I don't want you to be that person in the room. Who here has been in an event and been like, oh, there's that dude, Josh, again. He never shuts up about LinkedIn. God, we've got to avoid him. You know, the, the person, they always talk about themselves. They always talk about what they're doing. You've got to avoid them, right? Don't be that person on social, right? I'm saying on LinkedIn, but this is across all platforms. You can use the 10, 20, 70, across any social media. So when you're posting content about your company, don't be that person in the room always talking about yourself, right? So that's why it's only 20% of your content is around your company about how you've helped other people. And then what's the 70%? 70%, add value, educate your audience, right? Think about this, like, I mean, 
again, I already said one of my clients was MySpace the past, so I aged myself. But I mean, like, you know, back in the day, Yahoo was a site that we all went to because it aggregated all the value that we wanted to be able to see. When somebody gives me a Yahoo email address, I'm like, <laughs> Would it be funny that I still have my original AOL? Yes. <laughs> I, I love whenever I phone him hearing the dial-up in the background as he's connecting to the internet <laughs> to show me how to use LinkedIn. <laughs> but I mean, that's that thing, dude. I mean, like, but that's real. Like, I want people to be able to see that. I mean, like, people are scared to be able to even share content like that. Talking about Yahoo, talk about AOL, what's going on. So, I mean, like, at that 70%, educate your audience. Anything you're ga ga gaining interest on, in, gaining knowledge on, share freely. Because again, if you educate your audience that they have a problem, guess who they're gonna go to for the solution? You. They want you. I want you to become a destination website that they go every single day. And they're like, I go to Adam's profile every day because he's always educating me on what I need. And once they decide that they have that issue, they're gonna go to Adam for the solution. So I love this. And uh, you know, I've got a really good buddy of mine in the audience who is actually, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best dating coaches in the world. And so because he's here, uh, I would show those 10 pieces of content how I would do it because I have experience in dating. So one piece of content, my first piece of content would be just hanging out with 15 beautiful women that all wanted to go on a date with me tonight and I couldn't choose which one I went with. So I went with all of them. I uh, realized none of them were the quality that I wanted. I've had that problem too. So, um, so I've been helping them find really attractive men um, and it's been a, a really good night. Um, and so that would be the one personal, look how amazing I am post, and this is my private life and you know how cool I am. The next two posts, and I probably wouldn't do this in this order, but it gives you an idea, will be um, me and a client I've actually helped. Somebody who is on LinkedIn, and it would be like a Zoom call between the two of us. I would cut it to make it really, really short. Um, and it would be, uh, yo, I'm hanging out with, uh, with my buddy, Brad. I just helped Brad um, you know, uh, have a, a much better date life. But Brad, why don't you tell everyone what I did? And Brad talks about his life and how great it is now. And that might need to be a half hour conversation to get to Brad being comfortable enough to share that. But once he says that, then I'll cut the video to 60 seconds and, and use that post. And then the next one will be with um, you know, my buddy, John, and I helped John find the love of his life and they're getting married next week. And I got these two videos. I will use those videos in direct messages to all of John's network and all of Brad's network. That will be my cold reach out. Next, my next seven posts would be actual tips. So it'd be like, hey, if you're just getting on online dating for the first time, highly recommend you hire a professional photographer. Let me show you the difference between these two pictures. This is one the guy did on his own. This is the one he did with a professional photographer. There are many professional photographers you can reach out to. If you want a recommendation, hit me up. The next one, hey, if you're, um, if you're going on a date with somebody for the first time and you're not sure what to do, make the date just 15 minutes long. That way they don't feel any pressure that anything's gonna happen beyond that. There's no pressure for them to, you know, to have to go home with you or even hang out with you if they don't like you. That shorter day, make it so fun and so awesome that they don't want it to end and then recommend, well, let's bounce and get food or let's bounce and, and do something else. That makes everything that much better. And then three, four, five, six, seven, until I've done seven pieces of content when I get back to the first one again. That's it. And how often should somebody be posting on LinkedIn? I mean, look, y'all wanna be at least posting three times a week. Right, minimum. That's the kind of thing you want. You can't just hope that you're going to post one piece of content a week, a month, and be able to go like put it out there. And like, are the people going to follow me? Are they going to find me? But, like, you can't look in the air and just hope they're going to show up. But the other algorithms, uh, but the other platforms are packed with children. Need you to post like three times a day. To oh yeah, no. Unless you become, you know, a household name, Gary V, Ariana Huffington, Adam Lyons. You know, you really only want to be posting one time a day, right? You know, until you become those household names, 
like my buddy over here, you know, you, you gotta be able to pull it back because they don't want to call a bunch of content for a lot of people. If you post a second post um, in less than 18 hours apart, your second post needs 10X the engagement to get the same amount of visibility. So if you get five likes on your first post, you need 50 likes to get that same, let's say you got a hundred views before, you get that same hundred views again. So you're just wasting your time and energy and I don't want anyone to do that. Love that. All right. so. You got a content schedule. You're going to post 10 pieces of content at a rate of three pieces a week, which is essentially you're going to create 12 pieces of content a month. So as you can see, LinkedIn is a very taxing business model. You're going to have to create a full 12 pieces of content in a month, which is only like 10 times less than any other platform. And unfortunately, it's going to be seen by not children. It's going to be seen by adults with money, which means you're actually going to have to be good at what you do. Uh, yeah, so clearly two big problems here. Um, anything else they need to be doing? I mean, look, I'm gonna tell you all right now, like posting content's great, but you have to be able to understand why people post online before you actually start posting online. Because again, if you just put out content and just hope that people are gonna come to you, honestly, you're gonna be like everyone else because the average person gets less than 1% engagement on LinkedIn. Our clients, as we work with them, usually get anywhere from eight to sometimes 15% engagement on LinkedIn. And I mean, that's massive when you have the right people come into your content. I don't need millions of views, right? I need the right people at the right time. So, I mean, I, I look at you, we've had this conversation so many times, but you know, I'll ask the group here, you know, why do you think everyone posts online? I don't care who you are, where in the world you are, why does every single human being in this world, first and foremost, above all else, post online? Any guesses? They want to be known. Okay. Want to be known? Anyone else? They should reach the biggest audience. Reach the biggest audience. So those are two very good answers. And I get it all the time for sales, for branding. But first and foremost, most viscerally, because we've been trained, we've been conditioned over the last 20 years, we all post for those little hits of dopamine we all get when someone likes or comments on our post. We put it out there and we go, Oh my God, am I gonna, is someone gonna like it? Are they gonna, are they gonna go in? So that's the biggest thing you have to understand. The first thing that people are looking at, and this is why, and I'm gonna show y'all and teach y'all a little, bit, a little bit, why I was given the title dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, because you have to become a dopamine dealer to be able to actually condition your audience to give them those little hits of dopamine to be able to draw them in and keep on coming back for more and to be engaging on your content. I love that. All right, um, any secret nuggets that they, that they need to know? Is there anything else they should be doing? All right, last, we'll, we'll talk about the secret nugget right here, like to become a dopamine dealer, right? I'm just gonna share because I want y'all to understand, right? So if you want people to go in, they, you know, why do people post online? For the dopamine hits, right? So how do you actually draw your audience in? Well, on LinkedIn, we have all these people Adam talked about. I said to you, if I wanna be able to get their attention, first and foremost, I've gotta be able to understand that I've gotta like or comment on their content first. The cool thing on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, is their built-in CRM system. It allows you to be able to actually see, not only identify who your audience is, but actually see which of them have been active on LinkedIn in the last 30 days. So let's say the average person gets less than 1% engagement. You go in, Adam posts, I wanna get Adam's attention. I'm gonna like, like his post, I'm gonna comment on it, and then I'm gonna send him a personalized message. Again, this is not cold, because again, he's taking an action. There's a trigger that's kind of going out. I'm gonna reach out and say, Adam, man, I saw your recent post. I just wanna reach out and say thank you. You know how powerful a thank you is? 
When you appreciate someone for something that they take for granted, that they do all the time, it creates a staff gap in their pattern, allowing them now to be able to hear you and be able to have a conversation. That's what we wanna be able to do, right? You've gotta create a conversation that builds a relationship that opens up an opportunity. And that's where people miss out on. So that's that whole piece to be able to kind of the secret nugget of being a dopamine dealer. Be that person, like, comment, engage, reach out, appreciate someone for posting, and then start a conversation. Now, what I love about all of this too, is that Josh has given you practical steps to actually generate leads, generate sales, manage your LinkedIn. It is the least effort required of all the social media platforms for the highest targeting, for the best method to generate actual sales. Now this is what I think is the best part. Let's just say that what you sell is $5,000. A single sale brings in $5,000, whether that's multiple amounts over the time, whether that's a single transaction, whether it's a deposit on a bigger thing. Let's just say you personally make $5,000. What's your service? Because you guys do this for people, right? I mean, our, our average client sells a product or service anywhere from three to $5,000 all the way up to $50,000 being able to go through. And I mean, for us, we come in and take over an entire LinkedIn profile, right? We take over the entire piece. We become you on LinkedIn. And that's, and people go, oh, you're, you're a LinkedIn guy. No, honestly, we're actually building out your content and your branding and your marketing strategy. LinkedIn's just the delivery vehicle, what we do, right? Being able to go in. So we actually kind of come in at them. We define your entire brand, who you are as a person, how you stand out, who your audience is. And then we're actually going in, building out the content to be able to go through, developing the strategies, your content pillars, and then we're doing all the engagement engine. That's the secret sauce that we talk about on the backside. It's not just about being able to go through, you've got to go through and actually draw those people in that I talked about. And we take over that for our clients. And I mean, I love it. Cause I mean, this is the biggest thing for me. And you know, it always brings me back when I, when I talk about what we do, cause some people go, oh, that's great. You're building out some content. Cool, you know, kind of like the services, right? Like you're building out some content, you're engaging in my posts, you're building out the branding, but it's not that. What we really do is we help our clients build advocates first and allow the byproduct to become clients, right? How powerful is an advocate? An advocate can bring you thousands of clients when you know one-to-one -one sale is just that. And I mean, like one of our conversations, I remember uh, one of our clients, Dan Sullivan, I mean, it's one of the messages I know of what we do and how we actually impact people's lives, Adam. Dude, it's, it's going back into, and I have to take pause as I, as I kind of go through this. We reached out and we just appreciated someone for liking one of Dan's posts. Again, starting with appreciation is so powerful. Appreciating someone for something they've never been appreciated for, like liking your posts. We reached out, hey, just want to reach out and say thank you for liking my recent post. Um, I think we were promoting the book, Who Not How. He relaunched with um, Benjamin Hardy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the guy responded back at him and he goes, Thank you. You'll never know what this means to me. Today, I plan on being in my last. But by you showing me and reminding me to appreciate the things I took for granted, it gave me new hope and I will push on. And I mean, like, yeah, we help get sales. Yeah, we build branding. Yeah, we help content marketing, all that stuff. But like, what we do is we impact the people that we connect with in the audience. We build Mac and change people's lives just by being human and helping that, that brand and that person connect with their audience online. Dude, I love this. That's, guys, what do you think of this so far? Is great? Woo! Good day. All right. What do you cost for a service like that? Like if somebody's like, I need Joshua, because I'm assuming like with MySpace, you know, you probably, it's probably like half a million a year or something. What, what does it actually cost you to do this? Um, for our all-in all done-for-you service, it's $75,000 a month. 
I mean, but I mean, we have different levels, but I mean, that, that's, that's our entire team. We're working with you one-on-one -on -one every single week. And I mean, I'll be honest, I mean, to be able to get in, I mean, first and foremost, you've got to be adding value to this world, you know? And so we, we do choose and make sure that people are not just trying to monetize the entire planet. They're actually truly have a product or service that truly helps and adds value. Dude, I, I love this. And I really wanted you guys to hear that because you remember, this is the kind of company charging the right kind of price because they know they're going to deliver. Again, we made this argument, or I said earlier about, you know, what if somebody was paying uh, $5,000, a sale was $5,000, you got down, right? And $5,000, if they get you 20 sales in a month, which is absolutely less than one a day, 20 sales a month done for you, you don't have to do anything, and you net positive on that. And if those people buy upsells, if those people refer, if those people use the reach out strategy, the revenue that comes off it is absolutely insane. So if somebody can't afford the done for you and they're like, damn, that's too much. What are the options? How can they learn from you? No, I mean, we've got different levels. I mean, that's the done for you. We've got a $5,000 level. We've got a $3,500 level where we're just running the branding content. And then actually, you know, in March, we're actually launching a how to stand out with authority, an entire masterclass that we were putting out here in March. So that's going to be coming out really soon where it's truly taking everyone. I mean, and dude, like you said, I mean, it's, it's crazy when you think about it because I mean, the way that we built it was like, I can close my eyes doing what we do and be able to close one sale for our clients. And when you think about it, like a $5,000 investment, 60,000 over the year, I mean, being able to go in, you can be able to hundred X that return. I mean, like with our clients being able to go through, it, it's, it's a no brainer and we make it that way. So it becomes one of those pieces that it's not just about the sales, it's about all the other aspects that you get from using LinkedIn and being from the SEO abilities to branding to marketing, everything. You guys got to remember as well, on that SEO point, a social media platform will often rank higher on social media than anything you do. Dude, and LinkedIn's, LinkedIn's bigger than all of them. I mean, anyone know, the, the, have ever heard of the Moz score, M-O-Z? That's how search engine ranks sites. So the Moz score on LinkedIn is 100 out of 100. So again, in every piece as of this last year, every piece of content from your profile to your post to the articles you put out on LinkedIn are getting indexed. So if you're spending five, $10,000 a month on SEO, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you actually just take the time, energy and effort on LinkedIn to be able to create that, we've helped clients be able to get a number one listing on LinkedIn, on Google, on Google in about two weeks. And I mean, we're just posting content and it's those articles. I mean, it's so, so powerful. So don't miss out. And because of that mod score, you know how Adam, like you can't take the same content, repurpose it across multiple right. different things. That doesn't matter. I can take your blog and put it on LinkedIn. I guarantee you one, I'll find it fast on a higher result on Google, but at the same time, you're not going to get dinged for it. Yeah, dude, I love this. Awesome. So guys, thank you ever so much for tuning in to Smart Businesses Do This. Um, Josh Lee obviously is an amazing LinkedIn. And uh, until next time, see you then. Thank you guys. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit the smartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.